0: requires cling to the
1: one joshua's leadership training program part three we'll be in the book of joshua in chapter six and verse number two is where we begin today joshua chapter six and verse number two the bible says and the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor, and ye shall compass the city and all ye men of war and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days, and in seven priests shall bear before the ark. Seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sounds of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the walls of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him that makes absolutely no human sense if you were going to war and you were going to take over a nation there's no way you would come up with that plan there's no way you would come up with that strategy let's just walk around it and blow some trumpets till the walls fall down you would say that is absolutely crazy it is crazy but when you're obedient to god it doesn't matter what or how he's asked you to do it god is the one that can make it happen it's god doing the work all listen to me all you can simply do is be obedient do you understand that that's they didn't do anything special god could have told them to do something else but this is what he told them to do march around it uh, six times on the seventh day seven times blow the trumpet and then when you hear that shout with a loud voice and the walls shall come crumbling down then all you men can run in and take it over That's all they could do is be obedient. Listen to me. The greatest thing you will ever do for the Lord in your whole life is just simply be obedient to Him and His command that He has on your life. Look at Joshua chapter 8. Turn a page, Joshua chapter 8, and verse number 1. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise Go up to Ai, see I have given into thine hand the king of Ai. Notice what he just said, I have given into thine hand the king of Ai. And his people in a city and his land, and thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho. And her king and all the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof, shalt ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai, and Joshua chose out thirty thousand mighty men of valor, and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but ye all are ready. And I and all the people that are with, with me will approach into the city, and it shall come to pass, when they come out against us, as at the first, that we will flee from before them, for they will come out after us. Till we have drawn them from the city, for they will say they flee before us at first. Therefore we shall flee before them. Then ye shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city. For the Lord your God will deliver it into thine hand. I have seen this in remakes of old movies. and remakes of different, where they go around and they try to take over cities. This exact battle plan, this exact strategies. And I mentioned in either part one or part two, where Joshua's military strategies are still taught today, where they teach the science of war in places such like West Point. They still use Joshua's military tactics. So but in this time, in this verse, see they took over Jericho. They were obedient. The walls fell down. Now, God said, go to Ai. And just as I had gave you the victory in Jericho, I now will give you the victory over Ai. But like like many great leaders in the Bible, Joshua was not faultless. And Joshua did suffer defeat at times. And that's what happened at this battle, the passage we just read. The battle of Ai resulted in a crushing defeat at the hands of that inferior people that God had already said, I give you the victory over them. Is it God's fault? No. Let's look a little closer. Israel had sin in the camp and Joshua had not sought God's direction or his next move concerning that. They marched confidently to battle. They they had some orders from the Lord, but they also had sin in their camp. They had sin in the midst of it. And when you have sin in the middle of your life, you're not going to win the victory and the battle over the flesh and the devil and the world. Why? Because that sin, that sin diminishes the power of God upon your life. It does not diminish the power of God. Don't think I said that. No. But the Bible says quench not the spirit. If you're saved, he never goes away. But he's just that still small voice, that meek voice inside of you, that constant voice that never changes. See, we a lot of times overpower him with our own mind and our own what we want. And we we hear all these loud things calling for our attention and we forget the Holy Spirit is that still, small, constant voice. That's the one we should be listening to, amen? Not our own self. And not the will of others, but what God wants. And so when you allow sin into your life, it's like opening up a window in the middle of a hurricane. It's going to let something in. And that's what sin does in your life, and in your home, and in your camp. And that's what happened to them. They lost the battle of Ai. So when Joshua faithfully followed God's direction, the guilty one, the person, the people that had brought sin, was found. And then the victory was one they were able to cast that get rid of that sin that's what you've got to do once you figure out what's going on in your life once you figure out the sin that's coming in your life and where it's coming from and how it's getting in uh, you have got to take that you've got to go to war against that you've got to get it out of your life out of your camp out of your home and get it away from you and your family if you want to have the victory, just like Joshua did, what a great spiritual principle that is. If you want to win the victory in this life, get the sin out of your life, out of your home. This was not the first time Joshua had followed the direction of the Lord. Even, it come, even when common sense says, I wouldn't have done that but I'm going to be obedient to the Lord because that's what he told me to do. God will give you the victory, even when it doesn't make sense. You see, when Joshua and when you do God's work in God's way, God gives the victory. Let me say that again. Just like when Joshua did God's work. When you do God's work and you do it God's way, God gives you the victory just as he gave joshua the victory you want the power of god upon your life there was a man the two men that were planning like a revival in a city and uh they had a little 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 argument about who was who the speaker was going to be and uh the one man wanted dl moody to come and he said what do you think dl moody's got a, a monopoly on on god he's the only one he said, "No." but I believe God's got a monopoly on D.L. Moody. In other words, Moody was totally sold out for the Lord. He was totally in tune with what God wants, and he wants to do God's work God's way. Look over with Joshua chapter 1 now. Joshua chapter 1, we'll look in verse number 6. and This is God speaking. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. We, the people, the church of God, we need to be on the offense Amen? We need to be taking the ball down the field. Don't be on the defense just waiting to defend yourself when somebody attacks. No, we need to be gaining ground for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be on the offense. But listen, the Bible, God's word says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. That promise is already there. So through God's enablement in your life, there can be victory over the world. There can be victory over the flesh, and there can be victory over the devil. Just like as surely as Joshua fought against the Amalekites, the Perizzites, Amorites, and others, Christians, you today will be involved in continual warfare. Most of it is going to be spiritual warfare but there are some in the world who suffer physically greatly so they are in a physical and a spiritual battle but for us here in america it's mostly it's a spiritual battle and you will be involved in that every day right up until your last day spiritual warfare or until the lord jesus christ returns amen but listen to me just as the victory was promised to joshua There is a sure outcome for the current spiritual battle that you are fighting. As one preacher said, you're not fighting for victory, you're fighting from victory. The victory is already won. You might be fighting a battle each and every day, but we know, just as the Bible says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of God, amen? In other words, God's plan will happen. We just simply need to be obedient like Joshua. Have you heard of Winston Churchill? As his England was being attacked in, in 1940 by Hitler's German armies, boy, it was a glim, bad day. Buddy. They, they were having a bad time. It looked like they, they were not going to win. They looked like they might just have to throw up their hands and surrender or just die, one or the other. But there were some things that Churchill said that... that are very important. Let me read the quote to you. He says, We shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight in the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. We've got to have, listen to me, Christian. We've got to have that same attitude and much more. Because we are a child of God. As hurtful and as painful and as many dreadful things as we go through in this life. Sometimes life comes at you from every which way. But listen, the battle is already won. You have just got to be obedient. As Churchill said, wars are not won by evacuations. Listen to me, Christian. We have got to be on the offense. We've got to be preaching the gospel. We've got to be passing out tracts. We've got to be encouraging one another to serve. the lord to do god's work amen oh how much that means to me sometimes when the right person comes along and encourages you it just does it just does something deep down that you really need and we really need that from one another and that's what's so important about church you're not going to find one church that don't have problems listen to me just because the church down the road looks perfect when you go visit it it's just because you haven't been there long enough to see and smell and hear all the problems that are there amen when you run through a cow field you don't smell the steward you have to stop and stay a while then you'll start to smell it and it's the same with anywhere a job a place a work a church there's problems everywhere whenever there's people there is problems you'll never find a perfect church amen so how much more should we be encouraging one another? But as messed up as people as we are, we need one another. Did you hear what I said? We Need one another. God planned it that way. God made it that way for us to be in fellowship with one and another, loving each other. The Bible even says it is by the love of the brethren that we the world will know that we are Christians. The love that we show each other. It didn't say the love of the world. We should love the world. But he said by the love of the brethren by the way that you love those people at church you say well they don't like me they don't talk to me they don't sit on my pew they don't don't worry about that don't worry about what they think you just love them anyways and you know what you'll be more peace with that people are going to think what they want to think you just carry on and serve the lord and you grab the ball and you run downfield you be on the offense for the lord jesus christ you encourage people you put money in the plate you tithe you be faithful amen Look with me now in Numbers, Numbers chapter 13, verse 31 through 33. And we're going to look at the land and the dangers in that land, in the promised land. Verse 31 says, But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33, And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sights as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. That means they they felt mighty small. I'm nothing but a grasshopper compared to this man. His spear weighs more than my whole body. How in the world am I going to fight somebody like that? How in the world am I going to take on somebody like that? There's just no way. So in understanding the dangers of the land the spies explored, one word sums it all up. He said there were giants. They're going to kill us. We can't stand in their sight. Listen to me, Christian. The problems that you're going to face, that you will face, that you have faced, will not be little problems. They will be big problems. They will be giants. They'll be something that you can't handle. You'll say, there's no way I can do that. There's no way I can stand against that. There's no way I can win that war. I'm but a grasshopper in the sight of this giant problem. That's what they were saying. That's what those spies were saying when they come back. Now, listen, we're talking about the, the the promised land that God promised them. God said, oh, the victory's already won. Just go claim it. And they sent in 12 people. And Joshua happened to be one of the 12 spies. And they came back and only two of them said that we can actually go in there and do what God said we can do. The, the 10 of them said, we can't do it. They're too big. They're giants. They're going to take us out. Forget it. Let's just go back to Egypt. Well, that's crazy talk, isn't it? That's crazy talk. I believe these were somehow in the family of Goliath. And we know that Goliath was almost 10 feet tall. Uh, the average people, what people say he was, was about 9 foot 6, which is a very, very big man. And before you think there's no way and that can never be, well, you can open up the Guinness World Book of Records, and there's a man by, by the name of Robert Waldrow in there, and he, was, he stood 8 foot 11 inches. There are plenty of pictures of him. It's very well recorded. So it's not that far-fetched that Goliath and his family were 10 feet tall. Now, that is huge. That is a big man. And I dare to say I might feel the same way. If I had to go to -to hand-to-hand combat with somebody that's 10 feet tall and 500, 600 pounds, solid muscle, you would go, there's no way, and you're right, there is no way you could win it. There is no way you could defeat them. But with the power of God upon your life, you can take them out with nothing but a little stone and a little sling. He can send a little shepherd boy down there to take his head slap off like David did with Goliath. He knocked him out with that stone. Maybe it killed him. But then he took Goliath's own sword, the the thing that he was going to use to kill David. God allowed His man to take that very thing and cut his own head off. Listen to me. God can do the same in your life. Give your battles over to the Lord. Let Him fight them for you. Fight your battles on your knees. Turn it over to God. And that's hard to do. That really is. Let's just be honest. But it's the best thing to do. And you'll never regret that when you look back in the long run. You'll regret it right that minute because your pride will be swelling up. You'll be hurting. You'll be gritting your teeth. You'll be wanting to throw down with them. I'm going to tell them something. But in the long run, when you look back, you'll know that I did the right thing. I gave it over to God. As bad as it hurt, I gave it to God and I let him handle it. The Lord rebuke thee, as Michael the archangel said to the devil as they disputed over the body of Moses. The Lord rebuke thee me. So listen to me Christian, you're going to face some big problems. They won't be little problems and sometimes are big problems, but but no matter what the size is, you can be sure Christian, you're on the winning side. You're on the side that wins. Many problems can be hurled at you today. They can be connected with your family and finances and physical health and plenty of other things. When dangers arise, we shouldn't be shocked or surprised. Truthfully, the Bible tells us that. Though that lays, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's what the Bible says. But rather, that should spur you. That should spur God's people. Like a, like a cowboy kicks a horse to make him go. That should spur you, God's people, to run and put all your dependence upon the Lord. God, here I am. I can't do nothing without you. I need you Lord. Amen. Look with me now in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 7. And he said unto the people, pass on and compass the city and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sounds of the trumpets and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that they, the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they took the city. God has victories for his people. God has victories for you today that is simply waiting on you to grab and to claim the promises of God. Amen. There's no doubt that here Joshua, when them walls fell and his people, he went forward because he knew and he believed. God told me the battle's already won. All I have to do is claim it. Listen to me, Christian. That's what you have to do. The exact same thing. As one songwriter put, he put every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. And that's so true. The promises are to you. They are to you. And many times the real victory is in your heart and it's not over your circumstances. Don't look at your circumstances and think that's where you're at spiritually with the Lord because your circumstances can be horrendously bad and you be the closest to the Lord that you've ever been in your whole life. See, the victory, the real victory is when you win the battle over yourself, over your own heart. As I've told myself and I've told many other people, the biggest giant I face in my own life is the man that looks at me in the mirror every day that flesh every day it's a fight that's a giant for me every day i have to trust god to help give me the victory over that and so it's true every every knee will bow and every tongue will confess just as true as that though is it's just as true that the victory is already won david livingstone was the first man to walk across africa he walked across Africa on foot a thousand, thousands of miles. He was mauled and crippled by a lion. He had got some debilitating diseases while there, malaria, dysteria, which is, to put it simply, bloody diarrhea and stomach pain. But he went over there to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The first white man to walk across Africa. And it touched their heart so that when he died, they they hauled him back. But the Africans cut his heart out and buried it in Africa. They said, his heart belongs to Africa. Where is your heart at? Amen. Is your heart firmly planted in the word of God? Do you want to see others saved? Let's get to work, Christian. Amen.
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200 That's 352-247-9200 Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast Will you please pray about supporting our ministry And broadcast You can go to CrossboundMinistry.com Or send your support or a gift To P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida 352-897-3507 That's 352-897-3507 This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida